Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, Gina. I'm just going to pre-disclose that my energy level today has been exerted. We have just come back from watching Wakanda Forever, Black Panther. It was deep. Um, can you talk into the mic? Sorry. Yeah. And um, it was pretty deep. So it was. When we got back home, we were talking about what we were going to talk about today. And uh, you were like, are you okay? And <laughs> I'm fine. But I will say that the movie definitely takes you on a ride. So Yeah. It's a it's a cheer tearjerker, uh, emotional roller coaster. Yeah, but it's beautifully done. Yeah. And I feel like my opinion, don't come at me for this, but I feel like it was better than the first one. I stated that to you. Yeah, you did say that. I don't necessarily fully disagree with that statement, but what I will say is is that it was a beautiful film. I can't say that it's better than the first one because it's it's vastly different. So if it was a sequel that was being led with Chadwick Boseman and it was just some sort of like epic ride of a new stage of Black Panther, this is like a whole new level. So it had such a different feeling. And man, I have probably watched every superhero movie that has come out in theaters since the pandemic opened up. And before that, I watched every fucking superhero movie that has come out. And usually there's like an energy that's radiating through the through the theater, especially when it's like a uh, a film that's been like highly anticipated like black panther there's always like a level of excitement that when, when certain scenes happen people get really riled up like mm. when we went to go see the last spider-man you know there was like an energy there right and man when i tell you that the theater was quiet as a fucking mouse like you could hear a pin drop in that bitch eva was eating popcorn i felt like he was i had to <laughs> you literally <laughs> tried to stop me from eating popcorn twice. You, it was just too loud i was all about it and I feel like everybody in the theater was just so focused on what they were watching and their all of their energy was focused on the screen and the story, how it was unfolding. I was like Michael Jackson in Thriller. Just... Yeah, I was so fucking annoyed by that. <laughs> um, I would say that I'm the the bigger fan when it comes to Marvel, when it comes oh, to yeah, comics, sure. period. Yeah, so I felt like you were somewhat interrupting my experience and I needed it to stop immediately. Plus, I'm also very noise sensitive. But anyway, let's get into our topic for tonight. But let's yeah, cheers because we're it. drinking tequila. And that uh, I did something a little different to mine today. I didn't I didn't uh, taste it to see if, if I even liked it. I just said, fuck it. You just went with it? <laughs> yeah, I told you my emotions are feeling kind of crazy right now. This so. Huh? No, I said I did something different to mine. I didn't do something different to yours. Oh, what'd you do to yours? I <clears> may <throat> have or may not threw some Tazo iced tea passion, some shit in there. I don't know. Okay. It tastes all right. It's not my favorite. I don't hate it. But you don't love it. Yeah, I don't love it. But you know what it is? Is that the Tazo iced tea that I threw in it is like not really sweetened. No, it's not. It's more like it's a, just like a flavor on yeah, top like, of the like tequila, a like a refresher type of. No, because refreshers are kind of sweet. Anyway, right. not All to right. get too deep into it. Yeah. And by the way, we are back because we were not with you last week. We took a break. Uh, we had some. 
I want to say we had some relationship issues going on that rolled right into the day that we had to film and it was more important for us to seek a resolution as to what was happening um, between us and take a break from kind of like a break from social media, a break from diving into our content. So we felt that that, that was important. Hope you didn't miss us too much. Uh, I miss this, but at the same time, I really enjoyed the the break yeah. and, and like know, not having to think about it at all. The hustle and bustle of it all gets uh can be a little bit much sometimes, and it really, um, you know what? I'm just gonna go with what you said. It was definitely helpful. It was a much needed conversation. Yeah. It needed to happen, and I'm glad that it did. And um, just as a forewarning, our cat is here. And of course, he was not here five seconds ago, but now he's here. So if he happens to just make his presence known, I'm letting everybody know ahead of time. So our topic for today, going with the flow. In a relationship or a marriage. Yeah. And um, I was kind of excited when you like unfolded this topic to me. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, because I felt like it was out of the ordinary for you to pick something like this it had so many layers to it and some of the questions that you posed to me about going with the flow definitely made me think where i feel like sometimes when you pick topics like i already know what i'm gonna say i'm just like yeah i got that no problem and this i kind of had to think about had to think about some of the experiences that we went through because you know in a marriage We've learned that it's important to go with the flow because you'll have disagreements and you have moments where you're not going to see eye to eye. But I think the biggest thing to remember is that you're on the same team and that like very important yeah. and that you're in this together, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a relationship, even if it's a new relationship, you're obviously trying to and evil loves to say you're trying to relate to one another mm -hmm. when you're in a relationship. You're not in a relationship if you're not relating, right? Yeah, so we all know that marriage is full of up and downs and there'll be times that things are really great and then there's times that things are going to be not so great. But during the tough times, it's important to remember to go with the flow. And as I say that, one of the first things that popped into my mind was yoga. I recently did yoga. I'm actually kind of like rehabilitating a knee injury that I self-inflicted. And I did yoga the other day, and while I was doing yoga, the instructor reminded me that any of the positions that you're in while doing yoga should not be painful. There can be a level of discomfort. There can be a level of dis, uh, like difficulty. It could feel like a little uneasy at times because you may be doing something that you've never done before, but there, it should definitely not feel painful. So... The reason why I say it made me think about that right away is because when you're going with the flow, when you're in a relationship, I don't think that it should include something that's going to be painful. I think it should definitely, maybe it's going to feel uncomfortable. There's going to be a level of discomfort in it. It may be actually a little bit difficult, but if it's painful, I'm wondering if that is the right journey for you and your partner to be going on because when you're in yoga and something is painful the instructor will tell you that maybe your form yeah. is like not in the right position and i can't tell you how many times when i do feel something sort of like what i would consider painful in yoga if i readjust ever so slightly 
I can get that pain to go away. So I feel like the same thing happens in a relationship. You may just have to tweak what it is that you're doing a little bit to get that pain to go away. But that doesn't mean that it makes it easier. It's just not being filled with some sort of like sadness or pain or uh, unhappiness. You know, I, I agree. I mean, definitely, you know, don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, um, combine the feeling of pain with going to going with the flow. You, know, you don't want that to be one to be relating to the other, right? You don't want to accept it as like when you're going, when you're attempting to go with the, with the flow in a relationship that it should be painful. You, know, you definitely want to separate those two things because if you're feeling some type of pain when going with the flow, then you're not in the right space. Yeah. Then I don't think you're in your, you're like, you're not in your chi. No. No, you know? definitely not. I actually was um, looking into that recently, like how to do like a little bit of Tai Chi. That shit is really hard. And it, it's so. What's so, wait, what's so, what's so hard about it? So the movements, you have to be in a flow. And the movements are all about like this particular way of moving your hands and moving your feet and like being in like this circle of of energy and flow. Hmm. And think about it. I guess the best way I could the best way I could explain it. The movements are so soft, and they have this essence of like lightness to them. But if you do them wrong, then you don't get the flow right. So it's very deceiving. Yeah, I would say that it is because I've seen people do it. There's a, a like I want to say it's um some type of an embassy or something. Yeah, and New in, York you're talking in about. New, yeah, in New York. Yeah, and they're constantly out there in groups of yeah fifteen plus, and they're all in sync doing yeah tai chi. So think about that. That's another way that I think about when you're trying to be in the flow in a relationship. A lot of times from the outside looking in, people could say, oh, that's easy. And they have no idea how difficult it can be. So like, what does it mean to go with the flow? I mean, in essence, it means to accept what's happening and like not fight against it. Because when you fight against it, you're really only going to make things worse and again, it directly relates to like yoga for me because one of the ways that, you know, you can kind of refocus is like take a deep breath, breathe, inhale and exhale just to kind of regain your focus. But I think what I wanted us to touch on a little bit is some of our own personal experiences of how there were certain moments in our relationship that we each decided to go with the flow when there was a change in our life and our, a change in our relationship yeah. and how that impacted us and how we decided to accept it and go with the flow. Excuse me. So I would love for you to share with us one of those times that like you experienced that in our relationship. Well, the first time that I experienced something like this where I feel, I feel like it was, it's a really impacted our relationship mm -hmm. um, was when you decided to change careers. Mm. Which career are you talking about? Uh, so you were working... Because I've, I've yeah. done it more than <clears> once. You were, working for, you were working for Honda. So you, you, you went to school. You went to Lincoln Tech. 
to become to, yes, you, <laughs> so for you for those of you who don't know gina went to lincoln tech and got certified uh got to be a technician mm-hmm. and then went to go work for honda as a technician and then after some time worked their way into the service department and became a service writer and also held multiple other positions within the dealership yeah I then, I then transitioned from being a service writer to um like spearheading their customer relations department because i was going to school i then went back to school to get my business degree and those two things kind of went hand to hand but anyway and then at one point you were working for you were like an assistant to the i was doing both i was doing the customer relations and i was the assistant to the executive assistant of the president of the company right so the way that i saw it was that you really put a lot of time into working your way up through this this company yeah and we're we're very successful at it. Yeah. So when you came to me and you said to me that you wanted to leave Honda and pursue a whole different industry for a career, um, I have to say that I was I was blown away by that. And at first, I I didn't agree with it. I didn't think I didn't I didn't didn't like the idea of it. I didn't like the fact that it was making me feel insecure. Mm. Um. You know, I was very used to the stability that our schedules brought to our relationship, mm. you know, and, and, and our, our commitments to our, our careers. So, you know, when you told me that, my first thought was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, no, this can't be happening. But then I took some time to reflect and remember all of the days that you would call me or come home super frustrated with things that were happening at work and there was times where you were like on the brink of tears i actually think that there were times that i was in tears there, that, and there I, were times if, if i think back yeah. i remember how like up to here i was yeah there was times where you were in tears as well but i mean at the same time you know where there's no struggle there's no strength right so like it's just you know for a lot of people that's just part of the journey right that's part of being success successful is going through the you know those those growing pains in a career and working your way up you know through through the company so to me it kind of came with the territory but thinking about it after i got past my own personal you know em- emotions i realized how unhealthy it was becoming for you and how unhappy you actually really were. And you were just there at that point because that was your career, because you had committed so much time to it. And I needed to figure out, rather than being concerned about how I felt about it, being concerned more of how can I help you get to a place where you're healthier and in a better state of mind. And so... I needed to go with that flow yeah. of, of the energy that you were giving out to want to go into a different career path. And so that consisted of me taking over a lot of responsibilities because you were going to quit your job and um, you no longer were going to have a, an income that we use to support our family and our, and our yeah. lifestyle. I mean, you did have money. But we had to consider the fact that there was not going to be a source of income coming in from your side. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, I had to be supportive in that aspect. And then in addition to that, you know, you wanted wanted to go to school for for cosmetology. So 
Talking about a fucking a three one eighty. A real one eighty at that. And I didn't know. Like at first, I didn't. It was still hard for me to swallow, but I could tell you were really passionate about it. And I then I could reflect on small moments where I would see you looking at other women and wishing that you could help them because you could see that maybe something that they did to their to the way that they applied their makeup wasn't necessarily correct. And you can tell that just they just ne- didn't necessarily know what to do. But in that space where it's not a professional space, it's very hard to approach a woman mm-hmm. and say something like that to her. So then I finally understood why you wanted to go into that profession because you generally wanted to help people and you you had a artistic side about you that you wanted to express as well. So that was a big pill for me to swallow, but I could tell that going with the flow in that situation was only going to be helpful to us as a couple because you were ultimately going to be in a better place and happier with the career and and what you were doing day you know your day to day that what you were doing at work. So can you just define for me exactly how you found the acceptance in that situation? I know that you just explained a lot about like the way that you felt and the emotions that you were experiencing when I decided to make that transition. But what exactly did you do or did you have to say to yourself to say, I accept this transition and I'm willing to go with the flow? Was there something that like actually changed? Or um, some, you know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? It really wasn't something that changed with within me. It was more so what you were telling me with your mm. with the way that with your body language, with the way that you were speaking. There was a there was a um a level of confidence that was coming out of you that you sold me on. Mm. And you were very committed to things when you once you put your mind to it. And so you had to remind me of that. And when you did, there was no t- there was no discrediting you in that aspect because you you had proven yourself yeah. up until that point. And so I had to really respect you and trust you and support you mm. and be what a partner is supposed to be. Yeah. You know? When I think back to that situation, now that I reflect upon it, that was actually the first time that we went through something like that. Yeah, that's why it's... Because when, when we started dating, I was working for Honda, and I was already... I had been at Honda by that point, I want to say like four years. I had been there for quite some time. Yeah. So y- you stepped into the relationship with me, and I was really solidified in my position there. So... For then four years later for me to be like, hey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. And I just need you, I need you to take this ride with me. That was the first time that you ever watched me pivot like that. Because the time that I pivoted before that, you weren't in my life. Mm-hmm. So you didn't know the type of tenacity that I had when it came to that type of shit. Yeah. You only knew where I got myself. You didn't really like you didn't really know how I got myself there right. other than like you know the things that I told you but you had never really seen me like push it to work and um 
I remember telling you, like, you know, believe in me. I'm going to make this happen. I just need some time. And I did, luckily. I say luckily, like, I didn't put in fucking hella work to get to where I was the second time around in the second career, but... But you had a level of confidence about yourself that was just a type of a stain that you can't wipe off, you know? (laughs) Like, just so... Just to give a little context to this whole situation, you literally pivoted careers, went to cosmetology school, got your little cosmetology license, Mm -hmm. and then went to apply at a company with no, you had no interview, like you had no appointment. You walked up to the, you walked up to the counter, asked for the manager and gave her your resume. Yo, shout out Felicia. You know? And at that point, that's, that was like, that's not how you got a job at this company. Yeah. You know, you. I think you would. It was by referral, right? You would get referred by somebody, and um, I wouldn't say that. I remember you telling me, like, "Yo, I got this job." It just wasn't easy. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy to get. Into it, it wasn't easy to get into Mac at that time. Right. We're, we're talking about a decade ago, but this is when Mac was at the pinnacle of you know the cosmetics world. So like, you you wasn't getting in there just off of not off of the strength of nothing but and you did you literally went in there with knowing nobody in the company yeah but i knew my shit and that's that's what got my foot in the door because when they did interview me all the questions that they asked me i had the answers to and that said a lot about the commitment that i was willing to put in if i got in yeah um that was actually really nice to hear Uh, you know that story that that was a long time ago yeah it was but I'll never forget it because it was the first time that I had to like really I had to I had to take a chance in something that I had no I had no passion about. I had no no belief in. I didn't really know anything about that. I didn't even know you could really make a career out of it like the way that you did. Mm-hmm. So I just had to just believe in you. You know, yeah. and for me that was a big gamble. But it really, it really derived from me just wanting to support you in any which way that I could. And I, and I knew that was a great opportunity for me to be there for you in a way that you needed someone to be there for you. And if it all panned out, then it was ultimately just going to bring us closer together. Because that'll be something that you'll always look back on and say, you know what? In this moment, my husband was there for me. And that's what I wanted for you. Yeah. And then every girl that worked at that job with me fucking fell in love with you. <laughs> you know, my homegirls. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. Um, so when we when we uh, decided that we were going to talk about going with the flow, one of the people that popped into my mind was Deepak Chopra because I'm actually reading one of his books right now. Mm. And um, there was a quote that he said, and it says, if you can accept the flow of life and give into it, you will be accepting what is real. Only when you accept what is real can you live with it in peace and happiness. The alternative is a struggle that will never end because it is a struggle with the unreal. What a mirage of life instead of life itself. I mean, that's fucking deep. That is pretty deep. But I think if I would have read that quote maybe 10 years ago, I'd be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? But I'm very focused on finding just the overall flow in my life Mm -hmm. and going with that, kind of like how the ocean finds the shore. You know, it's not like a fight. It's a journey. And there's going to be times that it's uneasy and there's this time it's going to be really calm. But right. it's it's about staying on that path no matter the, the turbulence. Um, so when 
we thought about this topic, I said to myself, what was a time that I had to go with the flow with you? And there were a couple, but there was one that came to mind that I felt like it had the strongest feeling and emotion tied to it. And I actually had to get your permission to talk about this because this is something that happened that, you know, very personal. It's very personal. And I wasn't sure if you were going to let me talk about it. So I'd say over a decade ago, Evo got a DWI. He was out one night with some friends. And um, I got a phone call that he was in jail. (laughs) And he was in jail with another friend of his. And the crazy part of the story is is that i was with the girlfriend of that friend we were out celebrating a bachelorette party for another mutual friend Mm -hmm. and we got the phone call and i remember she came up to me and she was like evo and so and so and my boyfriend are in jail and i i remember exactly what i did i took out my phone and i looked at the clock and i went well, the limo doesn't get here to four o'clock, so they ain't going nowhere. I'm going to keep drinking. And I just enjoyed the rest of the night because I said to myself, what can I do? I'm there was d- nothing you could do at that time. I-, I didn't drive. We were in a limo. I had to wait for the limo to come, which meant that I had to wait for the limo to pick us up, to take us back to our house, for me yeah. to get in the car, and to drive to where you were. Because how Evo got locked up in a town 40 minutes away from our house, you know, that's part of the story, but... So, yeah, you got a DWI, and I went to go pick you up. I think it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. And I remember the rage that I felt when I had to go through this whole process. And there was bail money involved and so on and so forth. And I remember when you got in the car. Like, this this imagery is so vivid to me. You look like a person who I did not know. You had this look in your face that I could... The best way I can explain it, it was like I could see through your eyes. Like your eyes, like like there was no soul in there. It was empty. It was empty. Yeah. And at that point, I had been with you like close to five years. And I, I remember saying to myself like, who the fuck is this guy? And you got in the car and we drove back home and, you know, you were... You, you apologized a couple times, you know, for like the predicament that we were in. And I was just like, I'm, you know, I'm not really ready to talk about this right now. We went home, we went to sleep because we all, we both had had a long night and we fell asleep and we woke up some hours later and we sat up in bed and we talked about what happened. And I remember just immediately saying to myself, I need to hear him out. I need to hear what he has to say. I need to try to understand how he landed himself in this predicament. Because at that point, I had gone out with you many times. You had gone out many times with your friends, gotten drunk, had, you know, partied and did all that. And I had never once ever felt like I never trusted you to make the right decision Mm -hmm. when it came to, like, doing what it is that you had to do to get yourself home or whatever it was. I never felt like that. So something was different here. And as you told me the story about what happened, how you were in a in a in a strip club and at a bachelor party, at a bachelor party, um, you had a drink, you were socializing with your friends. You know, some of the strippers came up to you. You know, and then you said you got one more drink a little while later, and then next thing you knew, you remember you woke up in a jail cell. I never remember finishing that drink. 
And I remember you saying to me that you felt like the second drink, it tasted a little funny, but you know, but then the next thing you knew, you were getting woken up by a police officer banging on your chest, telling you to breathe into the breathalyzer mm-hmm. in, in the jail cell. Yeah, I was in the precinct. So I remember listening to you tell me the story, Eva, and I was just well, like, I think the, I think one important piece of information that you're leaving mm-hmm. out is I was in Queens. Mm. I was in Queens, New York, and don't remember finishing my second drink. And when yeah. I came to... You were in Linden, New Jersey. I was in Linden, New Jersey at a police precinct in a chair with a cop with a breathalyzer in my face backhanding me in my chest trying to get me to blow into it. Yeah. And um, I think I was... I felt so fortunate that you weren't hurt, that you didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. So you said what you said to me and... We read some of the tickets to try to understand it, and it wasn't until we got the discovery report that we really understood what the fuck happened. But at that point, I realized that what happened to you wasn't like a bad judgment. Something happened to you. And I needed to find a way to accept what it was that was happening to us and go with the flow. Because if I was going to try to push against what was happening, it was just going to make the situation more volatile. Because you yourself were so confused as to what happened. I think if I would have allowed my anger to take over in that particular moment, it would have made the situation so like muddled with shit. Mm-hmm. That I think it would have put us on like opposite ends of our relationship at that point. Yeah. Because I think, you, and I don't say I think, I know that you were just so confused. So I accepted your explanation. And then the second part of this story that dealt I dealt with a lot of acceptance and going with the flow was, you know, Eva had to face several charges from this experience and you lost your license for three years. So then I had to take on the responsibility of being the sole driver in the household where we came from a two-car household and two drivers. And then Evo had to find a way to commute to the city every day. And this is like before Uber. This is before Lyft. This is like when our town really didn't have the greatest um, like public transportation. It was difficult. All you had was New Jersey motherfucking transit. Yeah, and it was not great. No. So... I remember saying to myself, I'm accepting this because this man is two things. One, he's telling me the truth. I think that's a big part in when you're deciding whether or not if you should go with the flow of your partner. If they're being truthful to you as to what it is they need you to go with the flow in, you know? And the second part of that, why I decided to accept the situation is, is that kind of like what you touched on with me, I knew you were committed to make the change to make that situation better. Yeah. You know, you said, I fucked up. I don't even remember what happened, but I fucked up. And whatever I got to do to make, to right this wrong, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to stay committed to making that change. And that that process took five fucking years. Yeah, it did. It did. There was some there's there was something very important about that whole situation that really uh catapulted me into this, all right, 
whatever happened happened but i just need to do what i have to do to get through this and put this shit behind me and what it was was when i was in the jail cell right when i the cop was trying to get me to blow into the breathalyzer i refused they hit me with a refusal threw me in a cell and i passed out when i woke up um my friend was in the cell next to me and so i get him up and i'm still feeling kind of nice and we're making jokes and laughing right because i still have no recollection of the night i don't know how i got there i don't know where my car is i mean i'm fine i don't have a scratch on me so i feel like everything's okay um so we're making jokes and stuff like that and laughing you know and da 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 um he really couldn't tell me much about what happened that night so i'm still very unclear unclear right but I feel I feel fine. Like I'm still a little I'm still kind of drunk. So I was feeling good, um, and it was like you know I was in a local precinct. So it wasn't and you were coming and it's some soon to come and get me. So like I really wasn't worried about it. And it wasn't until when I got my property that they handed me a stack of like 14 tickets, and that's when the reality of what happened that I had no clue about actually hit me. And I started looking through these tickets, mm. and now I started just trying to paint a picture of what the hell I was doing. And and it immediately thought, like, oh, my God, where's my car? And they had my car in a pound. And I'm mm. like, my car, I must have wrecked it. Like, I'm looking at all these tickets. I just couldn't. Thankfully, when we went to get my car, there wasn't a scratch on it. So, like, I went through, like, this quick um, moment of, like, everything was fine to all of a sudden, like, Everything was in disarray. Everything was in disarray, and it almost seemed like a nightmare, mm. right? And then once I once I got my belongings, and once I got my car and realized that I was fine, my car was fine, I didn't have a scratch on it, I didn't mess it up, I didn't hit nobody, I didn't kill nobody, I didn't hurt myself, and then once I got past all of that, it was like, oh my God, I'm so lucky right now. Mm. I can't be mad. I, I, can't, I can't be upset, and I was like, I really just need to... Do what I got to do to get through this. Other because I, I I have so many blessings to count, and I, I was so humbled by that. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that in that moment of like, what you just described as a nightmare, you found some like gratitude in that. Oh yeah, yeah, because the thoughts of like, what all these all these unknowns that I was thinking about. Did I hurt somebody? Is my car messed up? Did I get into an accident? You know, like all these things like that could have potentially went wrong all those thoughts went through my head mm -hmm. and i thought that i was in like a lot more trouble than i actually actually was and then so once i realized i mean you were in a lot of trouble i was but i, I thought i was in a lot more <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i actually tried to bribe a cop too like that's i mean it was it was pretty bad um but and i don't remember any of it so but after you know i, I realized that no one got hurt and there was no there was no monetary damage as far as like to anyone's property or my own my own mm -hmm. property um i was very grateful for that yeah you know um it was just an experience that i i got into myself into a situation where i was going to have to pay the price for it and i was more than happy to do so knowing that no one else got hurt and there was no damages that were that was caused yeah that was a big thing for me that you knew that you were going to have to walk a long yeah. road to get to the fucking pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and you were 100 percent oh, yeah. willing to do that and that's what really like sealed the deal for my acceptance of partaking in that situation because when i think back on it i i think there are a lot of women that would have just fucking walked away from you 
Because you like literally blew up our life at that point. I did. I did. So. One thing that you didn't know that I, I never told you, mm-hmm. a friend of mine when Ray used to when Ray used to spin at that um, at the it was a, he was a he was a DJ at a at a, at a go-go bar, um, a, a friend of ours. But they, after we closed up the 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 go-go bar, they left. The two guys jumped in a car, drove down the highway, guy lost control of his car, crashed the car, killed the guy in the passenger seat. You're talking about this is a totally different night, day. Totally, yeah, totally okay. different night, totally okay. different day, but similar situation, right? Where you have two friends, they went out drinking, wow. got behind the wheel of a car, took off, right? Got into a car accident. One guy died. The other guy went to jail for involuntary manslaughter. Oh, my God. Right? So I was practically in a similar situation. Yeah. Where I had I was driving my car, and I had my friend with me, and I don't remember any of it. I was blacked out. So... That whole scenario went through my head and how I dodged that bullet. You want to talk about? I was grateful. I'd I'd have I'd have did those three years going back going back to work going back and forth to work on my knees if I had to. Yeah. And and would have been glad to do it, knowing that like. I remember Kanye's album got you through that. Yeah, graduation. Yeah. Every single morning I'd walk out the house and it was that I hit that bu- that play button. It was good morning to. Yeah. I remember. Funny that we just, mentioned Kanye. Yep, and that was the first thing that I said to myself. It was it was a good morning. It was every day was a good morning. Yeah, you were definitely um, very positive through that experience. And any way that I could continue to uplift you through that experience, I made sure that I tried my best. Um, there, yeah, you were uh, super helpful. Yeah, there were a lot of ways that I showed you that I was gonna be with you still, no matter what like by your side i hate this, this that fucking term ride or die but like that's not what i was not trying to ride until i died but i was just wanting to let you know that i was like fully supportive of what you were going through i was disappointed in you mm. i was disappointed in the situation but i knew that you were truthful and i knew that you were committed to seeking a resolution and rectifying what you know writing your wrong so that that is where my acceptance the acceptance came from so I'm kind of stressing that that you were truthful and that you were committed because we don't want anyone in the audience that's either watching or listening listening to us to think that you should go with the flow blindly with your partner. You should just accept what it is that they're saying or doing to you because a time has come upon you that's difficult and you feel like you should be the spouse that's just supporting them there should be some clear signs of ways that you should not go with the flow. And I think we touched on that in the beginning is if you're experiencing some sort of pain, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, when you're trying to attempt to go through going with the flow, you need to take a couple steps back and reevaluate what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. And if it's the right decision for you as a couple and as an individual to be taking. Yeah. I think it's also important to know that there is clear and concise like kind of rules that are laid down when you're going through these type of things. You want to make sure that you're not being manipulated. You want you want to make sure that you're not being taken advantage of. Yeah. And you want to make sure that your partner is respecting their decision and your decision. Cuz if there's a lack of any of that shit it it, it it's a it's an automatic no. Agreed. I mean, I. In addition to everything that you just said, 
I think that as long as uh, speaking for myself, as long as my one of like every on t- excuse me, I'm gonna repeat what I just said. So on top of everything that you just said, mm-hmm. speaking for myself, it was helpful for me to always have one goal in mind, right? Which was how can I be helpful after I've covered all of those points that you just mentioned, right? Yeah. That you're, you know, that I'm not being taken advantage of or being deceived or anything like that. Once I've clarified all that stuff, then I, I need to ask myself, well, then now that that's all out in the open, how can I be helpful to the situation? Yeah. And I think that going into it with that has helped me just go with the flow of the whole situation. You know what I want to say before we um, bring this episode to an end that I think is hopefully hopefully going to be valuable to other people. When you go through these type of things with your partner, where your partner says, I want to support you. I want to like, you know, go with the flow. I want to show you that I'm accepting this transition in our life. Once you go through it and you come out on the other end, you come out stronger. Yeah, you do. And that's like... Sometimes people will ask us questions like, have you been together so long? You know, how, how is it that you do it? And it's like by some of the things that we just said. There are many times that, uh, you know, the path is a little unclear, but we have faith in each other. But the faith also comes from us saying to each other, I respect you. I'm being truthful to you. We have laid down these things that the journey, even though it's unclear, like we feel confident still somewhat to go through it with each other. So when you go through these things, when you're faced with another change in life or a different, another transition, whatever it is that you want to call it, you can reflect upon another time that you said, remember that other time that we went, we went through something like that? Yeah. Remember that like it, it felt a little weird. It was a little uncomfortable, you know? It was a little difficult, but we got through it. So believe me, I believe that we can get through this too because Gina did not change her career just once. <laughs> she changed it like three times. And, yeah, you did. And, and each e- time. And even starting this podcast, I was just like, yo, fam, trust me, we <laughs> we got this shit, right? Just go with yeah. the flow. So come to find out, right, that through after being with you for a while, I've I learned that you are a type of person that likes to change. Yeah, you know, it's, you, it's big for You me. like to peel back layers of your skin like an onion and a, a new part of you blossoms, right? Yeah. And Th- that's because I had a repressed childhood. Yeah, so <laughs> recognizing that in you is super important and understanding that you you evolve and grow as the years have gone by mm. and so have you thank you and i learned that i need to be able to roll with that i yeah. need to, i need to grow with you and i need to acknowledge every single one of these branches that come out of you and learn how to nurture them yeah. and appreciate them and accept them into our lives so I also kind of shoot myself in the foot sometimes because now evil's so used to me doing these things well that sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. And he's just like, nah, you fine. <laughs> you you got this girl. I'm like, God damn it, bro. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm just joking. Bringing it back to just the whole relationship thing, right? I mean, it, it's the cliche word of relationship, right? It's I'm just constantly relating to you. Yeah. 
you know, so as long as you're doing that, I think that going with the flow should come fairly easy. What do you think? Yeah, no, I completely yeah. agree. There's like, um, we've gone through so many of these things that I'm so confident in those moments of not having full 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 clarity mm -hmm. that I'm just so confident in our relationship and like the foundation that we've built from all of the other times that we've gone through things that are that change us as a couple that I'm so okay with it and I know that I've helped you get better at it because it wasn't something you know like you're definitely like a creature of habit yeah I mean I I can do the same thing day in and day out like a dog yeah and not be bothered by anything any need of change yeah you know, for as long as I'm doing something that's working and I'm just like if it ain't broke don't fix it you yeah know? but you you it, it could be working for you and you're just like you know what it's time for a change. It's time for a change. <laughs> we're going to tear all this shit down, and we're going to rebuild it back up from the ground. And I'm yeah. like, all right, yeah, I guess that's what we're doing. That was a hard thing for me to accept for, you know, being a creature of habit. Yeah, well, evolution, <laughs> you know, evolution is key. Well, I think that was that was the big part of me learning how to speak your language mm -hmm. and loving you in that way and showing, yeah. showing you that it is okay and that I can go through these things with you and know that you're going to appreciate me for it. Yeah, because yeah. you know it's outside of my comfort zone. I see you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> um, and that's another thing in yeah. the theater. The fucking I've seen the Avatar. I've seen the Avatar trailer like seventeen times already, and every movie. time I watch it, yeah. I get you looked at me. You're like, you were right. I was like, mm. I'm super excited. I mean, I I love the first one. Yeah, you did without a, without a doubt. So I I can't wait for this one to come out. Yeah, all I did all this week was watch movies. On Tuesday, I went to the movies. Wednesday, I went to the movies. Today, we went to the movies. Great. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I think sometimes me having less energy emotionally makes the conversation it, it, it like clears my head a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I get kind of wrapped up in remembering what I'm gonna say and how I'm gonna like makes lay you, out the conversation. It makes you a little edgy, huh? Yeah. So I think because I just let out all my emotion in the theater. I just came here like, you're like eh. you just you're depleted of I'm like, like we're, we're just going to do I this. I just got give zero fucks today. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just get through I'm this. I'm just one. going with the flow. <laughs> right? But anyway, like I always say, Evo, uh, this was a great conversation. I always enjoy talking to you. It was great to be back after the week that we weren't here. Yes, I hope you. that this conversation was helpful to anybody. I hope you enjoy listening or watching us. And if you want to continue to have Evo and I here for you, you know, you got to like you got to share you got to um you know subscribe you yeah. got to do all that stuff and honestly i hate saying this because it's so not me to ask but i realize that sometimes you have to ask because what does eva like to say we we bonbons and all that good stuff no clo <laughs> closed mouths don't get fed closed mouths don't get fed for oh sure oh my god fucking quoting wu-tang anyway all right so until next week ladies and gentlemen peace, peace out, out.